The Grower Calling, Canada's go-to horticulture podcast for the latest industry news. We're picking up the phone and talking to farmers to discuss topics impacting them and their farm business. The outcome of proposed agri-stability improvements is not yet known. The federal government and the provinces are still talking. In the meantime, what should growers be considering for 2021? I'm Karen Davidson, editor of The Grower. To answer that question, I'm talking with Steve Funk, Director of Agriculture Risk Management Resources for MNP. That's a leading national accounting agency. Hi there. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Well, great to have you, Steve. Well, let's talk about uh, where we're at with the agri-stability talks. The the federal agriculture minister has set a deadline of January 31st. That's quite imminent. Uh, That deadline is for the provinces to say yay or nay to her agri-stability program improvements. They were announced, uh, I believe, at the federal provincial territorial ag minister's meeting in late fall of 2020. To date, my understanding is that BC, Ontario, and Quebec are in. Do you think that the remaining prairie provinces will come on board? It's it's hard to say on that one because there there is um, some of the same sentiment being expressed. Um, you know, I guess more so from Alberta than than Saskatchewan. The same sentiment as you heard from Manitoba in in them verbalizing why uh, they didn't want to come on board. So the the sentiment has to do with with this developing a new program to replace agri stability or making substantive changes to to the existing BRM structure which is more of a longer term issue it's not an issue for this current framework that actually goes for another 3 years 2020 2021 2022 the new framework would start in 2023 so that's a long-term issue. I, I don't think that that should uh, necessarily put the brakes on anything that is, is happening now in terms of deciding on the two changes that are on the table. You also hear comments about the, uh, well, well, these two changes are not going to make the program more timely. It's not going to address equitability or predictability concerns. I believe that the two changes that uh, that are suggested, in particular, the removal of the reference margin limit, is going to make the program more equitable, because there were certain uh, farms or or producer um, groups or sectors that were negatively impacted by that reference margin limiting, and as a result, they required quite a heavy revenue drop in order to. Uh, qualify for agri-stability benefits compared to um, some of the other sectors. So removal of that reference margin limit will make it more equitable. It will also make it more predictable because the the, the limiting has been in place um, for quite a while now. Um, it, was, uh, it was in place in Growing Forward 2. Uh, that was where it was initially put in place. Um, it was changed in the CAP framework. Uh, but the problem was that a lot of producers didn't understand it to begin with. You know, I think that uh, it's important for these organizations to continue to put some pressure on the government, 
uh, to continue to put the position forward that they're in favor of these changes. They're, they're both good changes for the rest of this framework that we're currently in. We should explain to our listeners that you're based in Calgary. Uh, and, uh, of course, that's a, a prairie perspective. It's also um, a beef cattle perspective. You know, I really appreciate you bringing that uh, to the table. From a horticulture perspective, um, I know that in your role that you have some uh, done counseling uh, right across the board. So in horticulture, we've got everything from greenhouse vegetable growers to perennial crops like apples, and then we've got annual crops like broccoli. Even within horticulture, we have such a, a, a diverse set of circumstances. How do you think an improved agri-stability program would help uh, the horticultural sector? Well, if we're speaking about the two changes that are on the table right now, um, the change going from a 70% to an 80% contribution rate. So once the uh, 30% margin drop is is achieved or whatever that equates to in in terms of a revenue drop which is usually less once that's achieved producers would get uh, instead of getting 70 cents on the dollar they'd get 80 cents on the dollar so you know that would benefit uh, horticulture producers across the board um, you know regardless of which of these diverse areas that they're in in terms of the reference margin limiting when I think of horticulture and, um, you know, specifically the examples that you gave there, horticulture producers tend to have what I would call a higher cost structure. If we were looking at the agri-stability margin and the allowable incomes and expenses that comprise the, the margins, um, the allowable expenses are relatively high in relation to that allowable income. And what this means is that um, uh, those producers require usually a smaller revenue drop than other producers who might have lower allowable expenses relative to their allowable income. Uh, It basically means that um, the horticulture sector would tend not to have reference margin limiting. That's not to say that there might be some, you know, some farms or, or, uh, some sectors that might have a, a lower cost structure and be limited, but I would say the tendency would be for horticulture in general that a lot of those producers would not be limited. So the reference margin limiting would uh, would not impact them at all. Your firm, uh, MNP, has a risk management projector. Maybe you can explain how that works uh, for our listeners. The risk management projector is a visual tool that we use to help producers understand how these various business risk management programs work. So we can use it to explain how agri-stability works, how crop insurance works, um, even private insurance products. But um, um, the private insurance products, I believe, that, that are available here in the prairies would not be applicable to uh, uh, to the types of uh, crops and operations here in horticulture. So for purposes of this discussion, the risk management projector would help to explain agri-stability and, and crop insurance and for a specific operation. So, you know, we're able to enter 
uh, information on production um, as well as different uh, different costs in there. Um, these are for an actual farm. So we'll work with a farmer, uh, we'll enter their planned information for, for the coming year into this ag risk management projector. Uh, we'll enter the agri-stability margin, the crop insurance quotes, and uh, then we'll be able to model for them um, a complete accrued income statement showing uh, what the expected income or loss would be and then what would happen if the production or, or price went down in 10% increments and then we can we can actually model how the insurance programs how agri-stability and crop insurance would fill in some of the resulting losses so we use various toggle options to toggle agri-stability and crop insurance on and off or to uh, choose various options with the crop insurance in terms of uh, level of coverage. And we just show how the programs work both individually and, and together in synergy for, for an operation. And this helps the, pr the producers make better decisions in terms of their risk management. They can see exactly how these programs are gonna work in their planned scenario for 2021. Uh, right now we'd be working on um, and it helps them make a good decision, um, uh, you know, a cost-effective decision as well on, on their risk management. Sounds like a very powerful tool. What are you advising growers to sign up for in business risk management? I'm sure you're going to say it all depends, but uh, maybe you can uh, give us a couple of scenarios. There isn't a, a silver bullet type of strategy that works for everybody. Um, it, it's all dependent upon the particular farm and also the particular year that the farm is going into. So what works for one farm may not work for another farm. Uh, and so that's why we found this risk management projector to, uh, to be so valuable, is that uh, it helps to model for the year that the farm is actually going into and uh, show the producer what the impacts will be on their farm. You know, I think eventually governments need to be able to offer something like this because in, in my mind, the risk management space keeps getting more and more complicated. Um, yes. You know, you hear, you hear about them wanting to simplify agri-stability. It's hard to isolate the variables. It's, it's not like you can take agri-stability into a lab and, and, you know, do an experiment on it because it, it interrelates with crop insurance and private insurance and you know, they, they're encouraging more people to come out with private insurance. So, you know, when I say that the space is getting more complicated, I'm thinking in terms of all the programs and how they interrelate. You know, I think eventually um, the government or, or somebody will need to uh, come up with, with something. We already have the risk management projector, but there's going to need to be more of that analysis going forward. One generalization is that... Um, you know, agri-stability is a very cheap business risk management tool. So when you combine the fees that are paid to the government and the fees that um, may be paid to an accountant or some other service provider to do the application, um, those fees together are very small in relation to the potential benefits that producers can, can get out of this. And I would say particularly in the horticulture sector because, uh, you know, as I said, there is a high degree of um, eligible costs in there. And that means that the horticulture sector in general 
requires a pretty low uh, revenue drop, which could either be a price drop or a, a production drop or a combination of both in order to trigger benefits. Well, growers don't have a lot of control over uh, many of their um, of the factors that they're dealing with, but it's certainly a comfort uh, in planning how to mitigate risk. So I really appreciate the insights that you've provided today on behalf of MNP. You're welcome. And again, thank you for, uh, for having me on, on the podcast. Appreciate it. Is there an industry topic you'd like covered? Leave a comment, like our podcast, and share on social. Remember, if your phone rings, it could be the grower calling.